So how are you doing today? I'm good, man. You know the deal. Uh, alive and kicking. Um, busy week, uh, putting out fires just until practice starts, which is pretty much what coaching is, just putting out as many fires as you possibly can until we start practice. Uh, just got a lot going on. Uh, finalizing a visit. Uh, got a pretty big visit going on this weekend. Um, finalizing, we got an elite camp coming up 28th and 29th. So we've been dealing with that. Just a, just a lot of stuff that, you know, mm -hmm. got to take care of. How about you? I hear that. Yeah. A lot of, I, I, I guess I could refer to you as the fireman then. The fireman. Speaking of, have you seen uh, the new Malachi? I'm great, Asa, by the way, but keep going. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're doing great. Uh, hey, have you seen the, uh, the new Malice of the Palace doc? No. And I told Brooke, I said, hey, we're going to have to watch this. You need to watch it. You need to watch it. It's very good. Um, so I have a story about Ron Artest. So when I was like in the fourth grade, this was right after, I'm, I don't want to say right after, but it was after um, the Malice at the Palace. And we were at school. I was at Lipscomb Elementary School, fourth grade. And at, the, at lunchtime, like every, you know, we were all going to the Brentwood Y. Everybody was, pl was playing there, playing, playing pickup there all day, every day at the Brentwood Y. And so anyway, we had heard that Ron Artest was, was at the Brentwood Y that morning and he was going to be at the Brentwood Y the next day working out. And from somebody, right? So we're like, no way Ron Artest is going to be there. So I go home and tell my dad. And my mom runs up at the, ran at the time up at the Brentwood Wide like every day. So my mom goes, does a little run. And, I, you know, and so she, she's looking down and there's this dude that's got like an NBA shirt on. And he's, he's, he's you know, he's big. He's, 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 he's moving around, working out. And so she calls my dad. And my dad goes and she says, Danny, uh, you might want to come up here. There's a pretty big guy out on the court right now, and he's uh, he's got an NBA shirt on. He's dunking it. He, he looks like he – I don't know if it's Ron Artest, but it might be him. And my dad goes, I'm coming up there right now. Dad speeds up to Brentwood Y, goes in the gym, and it's Ron Artest working out on the Brentwood, at the Brentwood YMCA. What? Yeah, dude. Why did why was he there? Did your dad I, talk to him? I can't. No, I don't think my dad said anything. He may have shook his hand or something. I can't remember what the connection was at the time. I, the only thing I can think of is maybe because David Harrison was on that team, was on that Pacers team. Um, okay. And so maybe that was the only Brentwood Nash. I'm not sure. That's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, run our test. Not long after the brawl was at the Brentwood Y. Well, holy cow. Very good documentary, though. Go check it out. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. Pretty cool. How old were you at this time? I, I mean, you were—you had to be what, twelve? What? No, I was fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. I was like six. No, not six. I, fourth yeah. or fifth grade? You I, were I, what? I don't know. Dude. All right, now you got me all flushed. You've been off this whole time. Get out of here. Fourth or fifth grade? You were I, ten. You were yeah, ten. I was ten. Not four. yeah, ten, ten. So I was closer than six. Yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. I just threw a number. I was thinking grade eight. Yeah, I just, I, I told you the whole thing, and then you come back and you ask because me. When, when was when was Malice at the Palace? When 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 did that happen? What year? Two thousand four. It was November. It was November of two thousand four. Okay, let's do some easy math. You were born in ninety four. You ten years. <laughs> but I just told you the story, and then you, you, you twisted my mind six. because you were asking me the questions that I had just told you about. You said six. My fault. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was that was a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead. It, can you introduce this thing, please? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, the, this is the Mind of a Coach podcast. This is episode 49. Um, yeah. Asa, basketball player number 49. Hey, you know, I mean, we had to go we had I had to Google it. Um, here we go. Uh, only two players have worn the jersey number 49 in NBA, in NBA history. The only player to wear it for more than one season was Shandon Anderson. Anderson uh, Anderson did it to start off his career wearing number 49, and that looks like it was with the Knicks. Shandon Anderson. Anderson. What? 
Who was the other one? You said two points. Oh, I, it wasn't in there. Uh, hang on, hang on. Oh, that's, well, don't worry about it then. Don't worry about it. But hey, I mean, if you're a rookie, you gotta snag that number. Like, you can make one number historic. Like, don't grab 23. Don't be like everybody else. Look at Luca. He grabbed 77. And, I mean, he's the best offensive lineman playing right now in the NBA. I mean, is Luca a top 10 player? I'm sorry. I, I don't want to talk about this too long, but is he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. Too. I mean, how Especially many, what he was doing internationally. I mean, if you had to pick, I mean, he's one, if you had to start a franchise, he's one of the 10 players you're picking. hundred percent. I would agree with that, yeah. but I'm also, I'm still starting my franchise. I know this sounds crazy with LeBron James. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I know, I know he's 30. Tough, tough sale these days, but it's really not. It's really not even a tough, tough sale. It's, it's not, it's just not. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean, because what, I'll like if you were an organization and obviously you could say Giannis, like, because he's younger, but. I would rather win now. And I mean, if yes. we're saying, like, if I just we're saying said three. Giannis did just win, but like I'm trying to win championships. So if I have the opportunity to win two championships, like if that's the highest opportunity, instead of like, oh, maybe it happens over a ten year span, I'm going for now, and then I can rebuild. So sure, this year, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I'm getting LeBron James. So anyway, I, um, Asa, what do you have to get? That was what I had to get off mine. What do you have to get off your chest? Uh, have you, have you, well, first of all, if, if you're not watching Dave, you should, I'm not, I'm talking to you and the people in general. If, if yeah. you, if people have not been watching Dave, you need to get on Dave. Um, I, uh, season two, what are you looking at me like that for? Uh, season two. I, I haven't, fi- I haven't finished watching. I'm not going to spoil it. No spoilers, okay, no okay, spoilers, okay, okay, no spoilers. Okay. And I, I'll, I'll only, only thing I'm saying is this, I'm not saying it's, it's the best ending. One of my, one of the best endings I've ever seen, but it is one of the fa- my favorite endings that I've ever seen in a TV show. It's awesome. And you also sent us uh, the Atlanta thing. Day Atlanta has nothing on Dave. <clears throat> okay. I mean, once again, I I just knew that Aaron watched Atlanta, so that's why I sent it. Yeah. Well, Dave I, I right. actually I actually don't watch Atlanta, but I saw it and I was like, oh, this will make Aaron happy. So in- I thought about Aaron when I was watching the Mouse at the Palace Doc too. It made me feel bad for him as because he's a Pacers fan. Yeah. Hey, don't throw stuff at players. I mean, I that's the moral of the story to this one. Don't mess with players and players won't mess with you because they are bigger and stronger than you, especially in the NBA. Like what, what happens to people and they're more like their sense of judgment, like that they think all of a sudden that I can just throw things at other people. Cause they paid to be in there, I guess. Well, they're paying to be in there too. I don't know. Yeah. Or no, they're getting paid to be in there. Getting paid to be in there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Well, it doesn't matter. You throw something at me and, I mean, I'll probably just stay, just just like keep walking, just like whatever. <laughs> but anyway, um, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's do it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got really lucky, man. I'm, I'm excited to be here. It's it's been fun, no doubt. Um, well, hey, uh, I'll tell you what. Um, if you don't mind, we're gonna go ahead and get into it real quick. Um, we have Coach Mark Schultz on the show with us today. Uh, he was the captain of a state championship team in Kentucky at Covington Catholic High School in 2014. Uh, he was a student assistant at Wittenberg University where he got his undergrad. After that, he became heavily involved in, uh, on the AAU circuit. Um, after that, he became an assistant at Clark State College um, and then on to becoming a graduate assistant at West Georgia for two years where he earned his master's. Uh, and then he just got a, a new position uh, as, a, as an assistant coach at Center College. Uh, coach, congratulations on the new gig. Uh, thank you for coming on. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's been fun. Been a little crazy getting settled in a new job, but I'm, I'm excited for it. I was so, about to say, so tell us a little bit about that transition. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, 
know, like like I just said, I uh, I spent the last two years at the University of West Georgia, um, phenomenal school, phenomenal program with, with Coach Dave Moore. Um, you know, was was really hoping to, to have a chance to stay on there. Um, you know, but it, it you know as as the summer was going on and you know we were getting closer and closer to that August. Um, you know, I realized that that you know, I probably wasn't going to be able to stay there. Um, I just got really lucky that you know with I saw that center and had an opening. Um, Coach Mason, Coach Greg Mason, who I'm working for now, and actually recruited me out of high school. Um, you know, so oh, we, wow. We had that connection from about seven, eight years ago. And uh, fortunately, I called him and he was, uh, you know, re real happy to hear from me and, you know, went through the inter interview process and was able to, to get hired. Um, so it was, it was a long July. It's been a little hectic, but I think, I think that's how it goes for everybody in this business. Sure. Sure. I was going to, I was going to ask you, I mean, I'm sure it had to be hectic moving, you know, all of a sudden and uh, kind of, how was the whole time frame, kind of from the time that you found out it was going to happen to the time that you were, you had to get up go and, and get to center. Yep. So it was, uh, it was early July um, when I had interviewed, I, I can't remember the first, I think the first Friday or second Friday in July is when I interviewed, hmm. um, you know, on campus. And then they, uh, they called me on Monday and, and made me the offer. Um, you know, and then I, I accepted it that week. And then, you know, there's, there's administrative stuff that kind of has yeah. to, you know, background checks and, and application stuff, all that fun uh, things that take time. Um, you know, so about, about mid July, it was, it was official. And I, I started, you know, being able to recruit a little bit, um, get on the road and talk to some kids. And then, uh, you know, officially, I, I just moved down here last week, um, second week of August, you know, so that, that took a little bit of time, but Fortunately, from from COVID, I, I know how to work remote, um, like we all do, you know, yes. so it wasn't wasn't too bad having to do that. Um, but I'm like I said, I'm thrilled to be here and, and settled and getting started now. No doubt. So, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Ace. No, I was going to say, yeah, so talk to us about the team this year. Well, how are you feeling about it? Uh, being in a new place? What are the expectations? And I'm, I'm sure you're excited. What's the what's the team looking like? Yeah, it, it, it should be good. You know, center center is a really good division three program. Um, Coach Mason's been been here for 21 years as the head coach, even longer as an assistant and a player before then. Um, you know, but the tradition here is great. We've won 11 out of our last 15 conference titles. Um, you know, so wow. that's that's kind of the wow. standard. And so we're we're hoping to get back to that point. Um, you know, we, we did lose our leading score from last year, but we, we returned about three or four, three other starters, um, five or six guys who. Uh, in total, who played two guys off the bench, um, and then we've got a really strong freshman class, um, you know, five or six guys, um, mostly from around the state of Kentucky. A couple kids from Tennessee, and it's a uh, it's exciting. You know, it's it's kind of strange coming off a COVID year. Um, you know, last season was was not the same for a lot of Division three schools as the D ones and D twos. Um, so they only played eight games. Wow. Yeah, so there, you know, I went to watch film, and, and Coach Mason's like, "Don't even look at last year; just look at two years ago to see." What <laughs> um, you know, but it's it, it's an exciting time. We, we like I said, we've got a good group of freshmen. Uh, we, we will be, you know, having two or three freshmen that we're going to be dependent on. Um, but hopefully, you know, I, I think they're up to it. We're going to learn some lessons early, I think. Um, but you know, as long as we we stay together and, and stick to the plan, I, I think. We'll have a good chance to, to be in the mix come February, March. Awesome. So remind me again, how long have you been there now at center? I mean, I know when you took the position, but how long have you been there? 
have I actually been here? About, yes. Uh, yes. About four days. There you um, go. <laughs> moved, moved, moved to town for four days, but um, in that interim period, you know, where I, I hadn't moved in yet, but I accepted the job. Um, I was coming down once or twice a week, you know, just to get settled, okay. get in the office and, and get situated with everything. Gotcha. Okay. So it hasn't been a long time, I guess, so far. You're probably still getting your, you know, your toes wet. What has been the biggest difference from your role at West Georgia to your role now? Um, if you've been able to notice one, like a big difference yet. Yeah, it's, I'll, I'll tell you one thing, uh, like, you know, at West Georgia, I was a GA. We had an assistant coach who I shared an office with. And like at West Georgia, I could just bug him all day and night asking him questions about, you know, how do we do it here? You know, how, how do these work? You guys know how it is. Uh, every school has got a different way of, you know, the, the paperwork and administrative side mm-hmm. of things. Um, so I've kind of been having to just, you know, been thrown into the fire trying to figure out, you know, what, what the processes are at center, um, you know, go out recruiting and, um, you know, get registered and all that type of stuff. But in terms of roles, it, it'll be a little, it'll be a lot of similarities, honestly. Um, I was fortunate at West Georgia to, to do a lot, you know, and be able to touch every area of the program. Um, but I, I do know at center, you know, I'll do a lot more recruiting than I have in the past, you know, and mm-hmm. that'll involve going to a lot more games and you know, making a lot more calls, writing a lot more letters and sending out the mailers. Um, which will be fun. And then I'll get to, to do the scouting reports and the, the team ops stuff behind the scenes too. Um, like I did at West Georgia. Yeah. I mean, you're the only assistant on staff, so you're, Hey, you're thrown all the way in a little bit, a little bit. We actually, we actually are going to get uh, a volunteer assistant who's going to be a huge help for us. Wow. Waiting for that to be announced and everything, but it, uh, it'll, it'll be good, you know, just to have an extra set of hands and another basketball mind on staff. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Hey, we, we've been dying for managers. So every time, you know, every time we have like, we only had like, I don't know, three this past year, you know, only had two really this summer. <clears> and <throat> now we have like six or seven of them. And it's so nice because now like two of them have cars. So that's like one of the first things we ask, like, do you have cars <laughs> for the guys all the time? So we have a lot of, it's, it's so nice, man, when you've got kids that are especially reliable. Um, and you know, they want to be there work and just help out the team any way they can. Um, you were, you were a student assistant yourself. Um, and now, so you, you did, you did not play college. Is that correct? You, you were, so I, I played two years, I two years. Okay. Two years. Um, my third year, we had a coaching change Okay. about six or seven other, uh, you know, June, sophomores, juniors to be ended up getting cut, Yeah. Um, which was hard at 20 years old, but you know, it, it kind of opened my doors to a, another path. Um, I kind of knew that I wasn't gonna not go to practice every day. Um, so when my playing career ended, it was like, how can I get in the gym? And uh, the student assistant role is, is the route I took. And it, I'm really glad I did looking back at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, well, I kind of wanted to ask you about that just because it, I'm sure it gave you a different perspective, uh, especially I didn't, I didn't realize that, you know, that happened in the middle of, of your college career like that. I'm, I'm sure it was tough. Like you said, I guess, what was there a different perspective that you gained from going through that and then stepping into a student assistant role that kind of prepared you for where you're at now? Absolutely. Um, the, the number one thing is, is the time, I think. I mean, coaches, you guys know it. Like, you know, every, everybody watches the games. You know, everybody, you know, the big time schools play on TV and they see that. But there's just so much that goes into it. Um, the planning, prep, you know, the, the, the meals, the travel um, that the average fan, a lot of players don't even see. Oh, I was about to say the players. I mean, when we played, it was 
we're, we're supposed to have food and the food is there and you know thank you and keep moving but like you didn't realize that they called in you know how however long in advance set those tables up you know it's, right right and called called in and i'm sure you do this you know you're confirming with them two and three times okay we're still good pre-game meal six o'clock please 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa no 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 i said 18 people i said 18 i said 18 please please add two more please add two more yes no it's so, it's nice but anyway have y'all ever had a meal coming and it'd be like the end of the game and it's going over and you're like doing some math in your head and you told them to get there, you know, let's say at nine o'clock and you're, you're doing the math with the numbers and you're like, Oh, I hope this doesn't go into overtime. Then it goes in overtime. Now you got to call like the <laughs> restaurant and say, Hey, hold it. Or, or, Oh my gosh. Well, you said it, you said it before with the managers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got, I got so lucky at West George. I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, we were playing at Montevallo like a Tuesday night, you know, and Nate knows uh, Montevallo. I mean, you're in, you're, yeah. you're in West Alabama. Yeah. I mean, there's, well, I mean, where did you guys stay in uh, Montevallo? Did you guys stay all the way in Alabaster? We, well, that's what we would have done. Uh, we ended up just doing a day trip for the weeknight game. Gotcha. But had we made it to the conference finals, we would have stayed in Alabaster. Uh, yeah. And, and Asa, that's like 35 minutes away from Montevallo. Like, oh, that's the closest spot. So, <laughs> but, but we were, uh, we were at Montevallo, um, came out slow in the game and, you know, clawed our way back. Um, second half going back and forth, forced in overtime. And, like, I, I thank God to this day that our managers traveled with us that day because, uh, you know, we're, we're in the huddle um, getting ready to you know, end regulation. I feel my phone buzzing. So I'm, like, uh -oh. <laughs> um, so I'm, like, looking around, and uh, thankfully our managers were there. And, you know, he was walking off the court like this, you know, trying to do circles around the gym, find the driver. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I, I lucked out. There were definitely a few, few drivers who I, I kept waiting, um, you know, in the lock, you know, when we were in the locker room at the end of the game. But, you know, all that was, was just you know, awesome experience, and it's, it's so fun looking back at it. So, I, Asa, did you ever see the tweet where it was, uh, it was a tweet about like, who is this guy calling on the bench? Yes, yes. Like one of the coaches was like on the phone. It was like, oh, well, you've never been a college coach. Yeah. If you don't understand what he's doing right Post now. Post-game meal, dude. Post-game meal. <laughs> he's trying to take care of everybody. So hang on. I, so when y'all, I'm just, I'm, I'm walking through my own, this, you know, kind of my own. When y'all, did y'all ask y'all's players for like what they wanted for post-game meal? Was it just, uh, hey, we're, this is what y'all are getting. You don't have a say in it. Uh, did you go with the same thing every time? A local, like how, how did you do that? So at, at West Georgia, um, we personalized them, you know, yeah. so I, I would just make a spreadsheet, yep. you know, entree, side one, side two, notes, you know, no tomato, no mayo, yep. all that stuff. And, uh, you know, they, obviously there were some times we just get the box lunch from Chick-fil-A. Yep. I mean, that's, that's easy, but yeah, yeah we, we would personalize it. Um, that was always fun. You know, if, if you don't get the barbecue sauce, that would be a big deal. <laughs> or the ranch. ranch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, God, God forbid, you know, they, they don't give you like an extra side that you asked for. And then they're like looking at you. Hey, so where's my side at? Like, dude, I put it in there, man. I didn't make all this. I don't know. <laughs> we, we got to we got to the point. Uh, we were lucky at West Georgia with, with the budget and everything. But like we go to Applebee's. I'm like, just just put just put five extra side, you know, side orders of fries. Like, that'll be good. Just, yeah. just put the extra. Oh, my goodness. We ordered Chick-fil-A uh, a little bit this year, uh, quite a few times. And. I asked for so many sides. Like I would get so many sides that I now have a drawer in my fridge that is. I haven't bought. I haven't bought like a single side or dressing since um, basketball season. Dead serious. 
Oh yeah, I, I used to bring the uh, the the box of the extra sauces home. That was the best. That's what I'm saying. I, I have a full refrigerator drawer of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every time I'm I'm like, hey, look, if we, if they get individual trays, I'm like, look, put three in each tray, and then like give me forty five extra on the side too. <laughs> no, that's that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So. Anyway, so going back to your college days, tell me a little bit about that. Um, obviously, Asa hinted on it a little bit um, about that transition and how it might have prepared you to be a coach. But what was it like during the time? Yeah, like I said, it was it was hard. Um, I mean, you guys know, like, you, know, you play college basketball, you, you got to love it, um, especially Division three, especially at the smaller schools. You know, you go from playing in your high school where, where it's a big deal in the community, um, playing at college where you might be driving – three hours on a Tuesday to play in front of a hundred people. And, uh, you know, so I, I really did love the game and still do obviously, but, um, you know, we had a coaching change and, you know, I could kind of see the writing on the wall as we began practice, um, you know, just being on the red team or, or whatever. And, uh, my kind of my mindset at the time was, you know, as a player, as, as coaches, you know, as, as cultures and programs, you always talk about, putting the team first, you know, and mm. if I can't score, okay, I'm going to impact rebounding, you know, or, or I'm going to impact from the defensive end. Um, you know, and then when I got cut, I couldn't do those things either. Um, my mindset was kind of, you know, how can I stay in the gym and, and how can I continue to contribute? And, uh, you know, I, I approached the coaching staff about it and thank, thankfully they were really open to it. Um, you know, and, and from that experience, you know, that was, like you said, that was my first look into to coaching at the college level. And it was just really valuable. Like I said, I, I noticed the time difference first. Um, it, it just goes into the preparation to the, the closing down of everything. Um, you know, but, but getting to, to be around basketball like that is, is something I wouldn't trade for the world. Yeah. Dude, well, first of all, shout out to you for having that attitude because yeah, uh, you know 100%. it takes a strong, it takes a mentally tough, strong person to uh, to to go through that situation and come out on top on the other side of it. Um, I want to talk. Uh, I want to ask you about Kentucky high school basketball and your your experience winning a state championship in Kentucky. Uh, you know, Nate and I are from Tennessee. The state tournaments are different. You got four, or five, maybe five now in Tennessee. Six, yeah. maybe I'm not sure. Six, I think in Tennessee. Obviously, in Kentucky, there's one. Um, my dad's from Kentucky. He grew up there. We had a guy on the podcast, Keaton Belcher from Kentucky. He and his buddies would take visits every year to the Sweet 16. Uh, just kind of tell me about what it was like winning a state championship in Kentucky. Yeah, it was. It was. It was crazy. It was crazy. So, like you said, um, you know, the Kentucky high school state tournament is, is just one division big schools small schools all of them um, basically you have to finish in the top two of your district you have to win your region and there are 16 regions you know so that's where the sweet 16 comes from um, you know play four rounds at Rupp Arena you know I uh, growing up I had two older brothers who played at Covenant Catholic and uh, you know they there was no, no team had ever won state before I think in the 60s we had a team that was a runner-up um, you know, so watching my brothers, it was always like, we just got to get to Rupp. We just make it to the Sweet 16. We, we got a historic season. It's fun. And uh, that, was, that was my mindset when we got there. Um, you know, and then after, after a brutal first half, um, it kind of hit us. And our coach in the locker room at halftime, if there's any Cuff Calf guys watching, they know what I'm talking about. Um, but, it, you know, that, that's when it kind of like the, the, it clicked. Um, you know, like, hey, we're, we're here. We're not just here to be here. We're here to win. Um, you know, so we ended up, we got lucky being on the bottom of the bracket. So we were the last game each night. 
got to uh, you know play four games in four days to win the state title. Um, you know, and that was just crazy experience. Another game where we we were up seven two, and then we were trailing the rest of the game, and uh, forced in overtime. Ended up winning by eight in overtime, and wow. you know, wait for the that, state championship. The state championship. Holy it, cow! Yeah, it was. It was an it was an unbelievable experience, you know. And if uh, I think they, they said there were about fourteen thousand people there at Rupp Arena, um, which is like, what? which is which is barely more than half of what it holds. Yeah, like 60 percent full or something. Right, but it was it was still you know just the gym was rocking when, when we won, and you know the, the noise like, you know I remember playing and like after we hit the bucket to go up set or go up eight and that was the game, mm-hmm. like I like looked around I was like wait a second like there's still time on the clock like you know it, it really struck me all at once at the end uh, but that was that was a crazy experience you know and, and coach Rusatz, uh Scott Rusatz at Covington Catholic is is a huge huge piece in that just the culture he built the the attitude the, the mindset of, of working hard and, and being selfless teammates is, is something that I still carry with me today so oh, so yeah. you got a little uh, so you got a little bragging rights within the family huh <laughs> a little bit a little bit but but you know they they beat up on me for years and that's yeah. that's why i was able to do that yeah do they that's are they in coaching or anything did they do they play uh after college or get any get anything like that no they're they're not my my oldest brother had a good high school career but he, he tore his acl january of his senior year so that kind of derailed it um and then my my other my second oldest brother uh, was a three-sport athlete you know yeah. so he was he was all over the place gotcha hey Hey, so um, going from – so you did recruit a little bit at uh, West Georgia. Um, so you're now, like, in charge at center. Um, where are you demographically trying to locate now as a recruiter? I mean, I know a lot of people will have to change where, especially at uh, lower levels like us at Division three and Division two. You can't just keep recruiting in the same place that you were. Luckily, it didn't change drastically, but I didn't know if that would impact you in a big way. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get a lot more involved in Kentucky and uh, in Cincinnati than I was at West Georgia. Um, you know, but, but center, center's had some success with kids from Georgia um, and a few from Ohio, you know. So mm. those, those are my two coaching stops. Um, so I, I will be able to utilize some of those relationships. Um, you know, but, but for the most part, we, we stick with, you know, in-state, um, just with in-state tuition costs. You know, mm. that, that's a big part of it. And, uh, and like you said, with the smaller schools and the budgets, it's, it's a lot more reasonable to, you know, drive two hours to see a game and then come back than it is to, you know, be driving six and a half hours and getting a hotel and, and everything. Um, especially, too, with, with the staff of, of just three guys, you know, the, we need to be on campus and, you know, be there for our current guys, too. Um, but to answer your question, a lot, of, a lot of Kentucky, a lot of northern Kentucky, Cincinnati um, is where I'll be recruiting. Awesome. So, also, I'm, I'm so I'm sorry I'm sticking on recruiting, but um, what has been the best challenge or the best thing you've learned and the hardest challenge you've learned about moving from Division two to Division three? And it can go off recruiting as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think you know the best thing, and I'm a little familiar from playing Division three. Um, it's mm-hmm. been a couple of years now, but I think the best thing is you know for casual basketball fans, like in division three, you're, you're more than likely going to be recruiting a lot more kids than, than you would at other levels. Um, you know, that's because we don't have scholarships, you know, so there's, it, it's just harder, um, you know, but, but you get to talk to a lot more people, a lot more coaches, a lot more parents, 
um, which has been fun, you know, and then, like I said, the challenges without having scholarships, it is, it is harder. Um, you know, you, you really don't have much to offer the kid, you, you know, a spot on the team, a chance to compete, a good education, um, which are all really valuable, but they're not, they're not a $25,000 scholarship, um, yeah. which, you know, a lot of kids go for, but, mm-hmm. you know, D- division three, it's a great level. Like I said, if, if you come to center and, and you get a degree from here, you know, you, you're going to be okay. Just tapping into that alumni network and, you know, having a degree from center, especially in the Midwest really speaks volumes. Um, you know, so that's, that's kind of a big difference. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm being a sponge. I'm, I'm still learning and, and getting my feet wet a little bit, so to speak. Okay. So being a sponge, you got to tell me what is the one quote from coach Moore that you got? That's like, okay, I'm going to remember that forever. From coach Moore at West Georgia. Yes. Winning is in the details. Winning is in the details. Winning is in the details. And that, that goes for, you know, putting together the itinerary and what times are on there. And that goes for ball screen coverage and, and, and execution. You know, it's, it's, it's the little, and that's something I, I'm, I'm really lucky. I learned at a young age, like if you don't do the little things right, you know, there's exceptions of course, but if you don't do the little things right, uh, it's going to be really hard to, to, you know, do the big things on the big stage when the time comes. When he's in the details, what is it also a little things make big things happen that John Wooden said. So yeah. That's yeah, absolutely. That you said there at the end too reminded me of the quote that uh, I think Kay, uh, Nate Casey used to tell it to us too all the time, and it's a pretty popular quote from I guess a Navy SEAL. It's like you know you don't rise when things get tough. You don't rise to the occasion. You sink to the level of your training or whatever. Kind of. Oh yeah, he he did love that one. Yeah, he did love that one. That's a good one. A lot of truth. A whole lot of truth. To that. Um. Hey, uh, what? Hang on. What was y'all's record against each other this year? Two and two. Oh, two and two. We took the first two. At their place, and then they came and they got us. Y'all both stole each other's home. Well, the thing was too is like when we when we played each other the second time, we had both. I guess we might have just come off a loss to shorter. No. Yeah. Was it game before? Yeah. Yeah. So like it was like a little wake up call. Like we had to get it together, and you know we're playing West Georgia. West Georgia's just won like eight straight, so it's like like we just lost one. But we're also like one of the hottest teams in the conference and or probably the hottest, uh, but they are the hottest, I guess. So they've won eight straight and they come and it is just a dog fight. The first game, just a dog fight. It's just a battle. Um, we actually one of our players missed like a little floater off the backboard to win it, um, like off an offensive rebound. And then they come out the second game and they just drum us. I mean, they just beat the brakes off of us. It it did not go well. Well, well, you you remember you remember that that uh, that Saturday game, we were down sixteen nothing. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They what? beat the, they break they beat the brakes off of us, and we were up sixteen zero. Oh my god! Like because like it, we we had talked with them, and they and they just like our guys like responded really well. They came out, and then it was like West Georgia got in a rhythm, and they just started playing. And I would say, yeah, like West Georgia, they ended up having a really good year. Who was better? Tough to say. We we both went out of the round of thirty-two. Yep. Both went out. Of, I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with us. Obviously. <laughs> there we go, Nate. There we go. <laughs> and he's gonna go with West Georgia. Thank you. But, Thank you. That's what yeah. I want. That's exactly yeah. what I want. Yeah, but no. I mean, on, honestly, like everybody in the Gulf South, I, I think talks about it. I mean, the the runs that that Lee had, that West Georgia had, were were phenomenal, and I think mm-hmm. Nate would agree that 
you know, like for us, the there was no secret sauce, you know, like guys were just a lot more unselfish and, you know, had a high level of urgency. Like that's not, it's not really complicated stuff. Um, and I don't, I don't know, Nate, I, I thought you guys were the same in terms of just being together, being for each other. Um, and you guys bench was, was loud and everything. And I, I assume that was a part of your guys run as well. Yeah. I mean, and the biggest thing is sustaining it right with culture. So I definitely think you hit the nail on the head is just urgency, urgency in everything you do. So, yeah, that's it sounds great. like it sounds like both y'all, Mark. Obviously, you just left, but y'all y'all have been at two incredible two places that have a pretty a very solid culture. Um, you know what's funny, Asa, is they're very similar programs. Well, that's what, I mean. I'm sitting here listening to y'all talk, and I'm like, wait, it's, it's like the the Spider Man meme, you know, where they're like pointing <laughs> at the same thing. That's funny. That's funny. That's pretty cool. It, though, seriously, I mean, I, I think that's pretty that's pretty cool. I wanted to hear y'all's side about how the year went, and and just think I didn't know that y'all were two and two though. <laughs> Yeah, 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 we went two and two. That 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 was it. I'm gonna have to schedule each other in the future to break the tiebreaker. Hey, come on, center and come down right now. We got it. We got oh. an open date. I, I we we tweeted about the other day. Open date November sixteenth. <laughs> come on. Oh man, oh man. I'll I'll see I'll see what we can do. It's it's all it's up to the boss man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played, well played. Hey, Asa, you ready for rapid fire? Yeah, what man. Let's go ahead. And, coach, you okay. mind doing some rapid fire with us? Let's do it. We'd like to have a little fun at the end of the show, so uh, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, last technical, or if you, maybe you've never gotten one. My my technical. Yeah. My last technical. Yeah. As a oh, it's embarrassing. As a player, uh, high school JV. <laughs> try tried to tried to dunk in warmups. The re- the reps were out. <laughs> technical. Oh my. God. Oh man. I hated that I was, rule. That, yeah, that no, that no dunking. They finally changed. Yeah, I, I really hated it too. They probably changed that right after you got that technical. They did. They did. And I, I start, I started that game. I did the jump ball, and as soon as I did the jump ball, the sub came to the table. I knew, I, I knew I was coming out. I knew I was coming out. But no, no text as a coach. Hope I don't want to say yet, uh, but no yeah. text as a coach yet. Couple bench warnings, but no, no tees. Good. good. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, have you? So have you dunked a basketball on a ten foot rim? I have. Yeah. Uh, in a game? Not in a game. Not in a game? Um, all right, okay. Uh, you're up three at the end of a game. Do you foul or let it play out? Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I mean, it depends on the time. but like Eight seconds. It, yeah, I'm, I'm fouled. I'm fouled. And the, the reason for that is you can, you can go back and look at uh, Clark State versus Edison State in 2017. I, I told Marco Garcia, my guy, I, I told him, I said, we got, I said, if, you know, if he gets past you, you got a foul. He didn't, they hit a three, we lost in overtime. So I'm, I'm a foul guy. That, that, that really scarred me. Uh, Nate's brother sent us something, Nate, I'm about to pull it. Nate's brother sent us something the other day. It was in a G League game. Um, and it was where I think the, hang on, Nate, sorry, give me a second. I'm pulling this up. Well, whatever. Uh, never mind. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> Uh, all right. Okay. My fault. Next question. Um, all right. Leave your best player in with two fouls in the first half. Generally, generally no. If it's you know if it's a a, a win or go home game, maybe that's different. But generally, no. Mm-hmm. Take them out. Um, okay. Go for the tie. Or go for the win. Go for the better shot. I like it. I like it. Good answer. I like it. A little improv right there. Yeah. 
Good answer. Uh, okay, uh, professional or casual on the sideline? That's hard. I mean, casual, but but I'm I'm going with what my head coach says. Period. I, okay, you are the head coach. What are you choosing? If I'm the head coach, I'm 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 going. Uh, I like khakis in the quarter zip from last year. That was that was a good. That fit. was so nice. Khakis in the quarter zip. One hundred percent. It's a great combo. Great combo. Um, okay, early morning practice or evening or night practice? Can you say both? Today, uh, <laughs> e- evening, evening or night? Um, I think evening or night. It's the same time you're playing. I yeah. think there's value in that. Uh, okay, if you if you were not coaching basketball, what would you be doing? If I weren't coaching basketball, I would uh, I would be an accountant. Um, probably right now, I'd be just leaving public accounting, looking for my my private job. Okay. Not, not very basketball. A little <laughs> basketball. A little more fun. A little bit different environment than in a, than a yeah. Uh, you play any golf? I don't. I don't. Everybody. I need to. I need yeah. to. Everybody keeps asking me. Nate and Nate and I uh, play play golf a bit. So normally I would ask, "What's your handicap in golf here?" Um, you ever go to Top Golf? That one too. I haven't. I need Ooh. to though. I really need to. Mark, gotta get up. Gotta Mark, get up you gotta golf. get on it. You gotta get on it. Um, right, next time I'm in Cleveland. Absolutely. Come on. Um, all right. Should every team make the conference tournament? No, no. Why not? Like you got to You got to perform. I think you got to perform during the year. I mean, you know, every conference is different. I don't know if it should be top four, um, but you know, top eight. I don't know. That's that's just my my opinion on it. Yeah. All right. Last one. LeBron or Jordan? I'm gonna get some heat for this, man. But but I'm Bron all the way. I got a oh, lot of respect. Gosh. I got a lot of respect for Jordan. I got you, you have made you. Oh my goodness! This is what this podcast needed. We what? What is this? Asa, this is episode fifty. Or right, so, do you want to come back next week? <laughs> <laughs> episode fifty. What we forty nine? Like, this is forty nine, Nate. Forty nine. This is forty nine. Yeah, this is forty nine. Dude, I've been off today. I think you're our oh, second yeah. LeBron coach. Really. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think you're our second. Everybody just scoffs at me. Got to be third. Chase, Chase went. Um, Chase went LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, might, we may, maybe had three. I think we had three. Look, look, I I understand, uh, but I you know, flopping is part of the game in the NBA. That's what casual fans don't get. Like, that's what they do. You get those calls. That's what you do. And yeah, I mean, Bron Bron has his flaws, but but you know, I'm until uh. I don't know. Maybe it'll change in ten years, but but right for me right now, he's he's the one. Boom! Book it. That's it. That's all you need to say right there. That is, that's I it. love it. That's I love it. it. If that's if that's the best way to end a podcast, I mean, there's case, no there's no better way. Case closed. Case closed. Uh, well, hey, uh, Coach Schultz, man, we appreciate you coming on. It was a pleasure having you. A pleasure talking to you. Uh, where can people find you on social media, Instagram, Twitter, whatever? Yeah, uh, probably the best place is, is Twitter. Um, just at Coach Mark Schull. Um, just all one word, no caps, no underscores. Um, and then if you go on our website, uh, you know, there's my phone and, and email and everything are on there as well. Uh, centercolonels.com. Great, great. Well, as always, you can find myself on Instagram at the Ace of Spades with a Z on the end. You can find Nathan on uh, Twitter at Coach Nate Moran. You can find him on Instagram at Nate5 underscore Moran. You can find Mind of a Coach on Twitter at Mind of a Coach Pod. And you can find us on Instagram at Mind of a Coach. Uh, Coach Schultz again, thank you, sir. It was a blast. Yes,
sir. Thank you guys for having me on, and, and good luck in your seasons. Best Thanks, of luck to you as well.